On July 15, 2021, the New School Provost Office sent out an email to all New School students. The email outlined protocols for COVID vaccines, testing, cleaning, ventilation, and school policies. Since then, the New School Office has sent five additional emails reiterating and strengthening the policies. I think they're very proactive, but I think a little more info would be helpful. Do you know what the contact tracing policy is? The what? In short, the school's policy is that people who are fully vaccinated need to get a COVID test every 14 days to maintain campus access. The unvaccinated need to get tested every four days. If you test positive for COVID, you quarantine for 10 days and certified students or faculty will check in on you. While the guidelines seem clear and consistent in theory, putting them into practice has not always been a smooth process. I will never be taking a test at the new school again. Anna, not her real name, is a senior at the College of Performing Arts. She took her first self-administered test using the new school regulated Binks test. The new school is partnering with Binks, an external service, to give students access to self-administered COVID-19 PCR tests at school. Steve Mesler is Senior Director of Strategic Initiatives at the New School and lead of the school's COVID coordination group. So the university offered Binks tests on campus for students since January 2021. The Binks system uses PCR tests, which is the gold standard, and those tests are incredibly valuable and accurate. As stated on their website, the Binks Health COVID-19 platform is designed to help organizations and communities of all sizes implement a comprehensive and guideline-driven program to help maintain the safety and well-being of their population. Much like the provost policies, this statement is good in theory, but is proving to be erratic in practice. Anna was not feeling ill, and just a few days before taking the COVID test, she had gotten a negative PCR test, so she was surprised when her Binks test came back positive. I just did it at the school. I turned it in and then I even came to school on Monday. And then Monday evening, I received the thing that it is a positive test from Binks, not from the new school. And the day after, I still had campus access. Nobody from the new school reached out to me until Wednesday morning. So the entirety of Tuesday, even though I was positive, I still had campus access, obviously out of respect for my peers. I did not come to class. Instead, I got three separate rapid tests at two different places and a rapid PCR test, the one that I paid extra $100 for to get the results back quicker, all of which came back negative. Surprise, surprise. We wanted to see if Anna's issues with testing and campus access were typical, so we talked to some students outside the Welcome Center and Parsons about their experiences. I know people that, have, that did everything right and then still got locked out. For a university, they've done better than a lot of other universities in terms of being proactive about stuff. It kind of sucks if it's like out of your control and you miss class because your Banks test is taking longer than expected. I feel like they sort of came in with like a plan, but it's like they're not really good at enforcing it. I use the Binks testing, but they keep saying like we couldn't test it or something like that. Like, some people have no control whether they can access campus or not. University protocols vary. Ella Rubin is a senior at NYU. She told us that NYU does not require routine testing from vaccinated students. When students do have breakthrough cases, they are asked to self-report everyone they have been in contact with. I can't imagine that they'd be sending an email to everyone that person had a class with, especially if you're in a lecture of 100 people. There isn't really distancing. So I really think that NYU feels very confident that it's not being passed through classes. I mean, everyone is wearing masks. At NYU, there is no way for professors to know if one of their students tested positive. And there is no backup plan for classes when students need to quarantine. 
And I think that NYU is making a mistake by not having a better system. Like if you get COVID or if you've been exposed and can't go to class for a week, there aren't any things that you can do to make up the work. It's just like missing class when you're sick otherwise. And I think that that disincentivizes people who've been exposed to stay home. When comparing the two universities' positive test rate from October 25th to November 7th, NYU's was higher than the new schools, despite the fact that they test far fewer students. In a recent COVID tracker data sheet published on NYU's website, 0.84% of students who got tested were positive. However, only 4,723 of the 51,000 students who attend NYU actually received a campus-administered COVID test in that time. As for the new school, where it is mandatory for all students to get tested regularly, 0.19% were positive from the same two-week period. Big's test allowed us to quickly offer testing directly on-site, and then this is key, without reallocating resources like staff or space away from students. False positives are extremely rare, but with the testing cadence that we have, like I said, we're testing about 6,000 a week. Something that's very rare will still happen, if that's a false positive. That was Steve Mesler. There isn't a clear answer as to which approach is better. While other schools may lack in testing and contact tracing, the new school inevitably faces testing and campus access issues when dealing with the new normal. Though the new school's approach prioritizes COVID safety, it comes at the cost of missed classes and frustration within the student body. Regardless of the differing approaches, one thing is clear. Safety is at the forefront for all. For WNSR New School Radio, I'm Macy Zacharin.